Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Welcome to another episode of Fearless Rider with Heidi McLaughlin, where fear is no longer an option and confidence is a goal within reach. And now, here's your host, Heidi McLaughlin. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fearless Rider. This is the show for those who are looking for more confidence in the saddle and also in life. I'm your host, Heidi McLaughlin. And on today's episode, we will be talking about how not to fall off. I know no one wants to come out of the saddle. No one ever wants to get hurt. But ask yourself this question right now. How do I keep from falling off my horse? Now think about it for a second. What comes to your mind? Do you take more lessons? Do you get a saddle that straps you in? Do you hang on tighter? Can you think of anything else? The answer is going to surprise you. The answer is just one word. Relax. Yes, that's what I said. Relax. So I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how do I do that? How do I relax when I'm so nervous? I had an instructor once that told me I should feel like a boneless chicken in the saddle. Now, actually, that's a great analogy, but it still didn't tell me how. So I tried many different ways to relax before I rode. Um, Like I'd chug a beer or I'd drink a glass of wine. I've even had some people tell me that they would take a Xanax before they ride. Do you think any of these things helped? No, of course not. You just turn into a fearful drunk. (laughs) If any of these things did help and you became a better and more relaxed rider, I wouldn't have a job. Remember what I told you before, there is no magic pill. So how do you begin to relax in the saddle? Once I learned the answer, I couldn't believe how simple it was. I mean, it's not simple at first, but the more I practiced, the better I got at it. So, we must 
begin to learn to ride intellectually and not emotionally. I'm going to repeat that. We must learn to ride intellectually and not emotionally. When you are riding correctly and you are thinking, not about being scared, but what you are thinking about is what you are doing, the correct riding, it requires a lot of thought. I mean, how many of you mount your horse and just pray that all goes well on the ride that day? If so, it's leaving your safety up to chance. And and why would you want to do that? But most of us ride that way every day, just hoping that everything goes okay. Imagine getting in a car and driving let's say driving without brakes or, or no steering and just hoping you'll be okay until you arrive at your destination. I mean, that's ludicrous, right? So why do we do this with our horsemanship? We must be prepared. We must have knowledge and be riding a horse that is well-trained because fear begins where knowledge ends. Did you get that? Fear begins where knowledge ends. So last week's podcast, I said we were going to go into more detail about the three things that will help you stay in the saddle. I touched on them a little bit last week. We're going to go into more detail this week and see if I can't drive home what your mind should be thinking about rather than just being fearful. Number one, your seat. Number two, your posture. And number three, your balance. So let me, let me go over those one at a time. So you find your seat by what I call the saddle bronc method. Um, have you ever been to a rodeo and you see the saddle bronc riders and they're in the chute and you can see them they're getting their rope in their hand and they are lifting up their knees bringing their knees up to their chest lifting up their knees lifting up their knees you watch them do that because they are trying to sit deep in the saddle because why they're trying to go eight seconds without being thrown So it makes sense, right? You see them in the chute. They're lifting up their knees. They're trying to get down and hunker down in that saddle as far as they can. And by that, their seat is deep. Okay, I talked about this last week. So what you're going to do is the same thing. You'll take your feet out of the stirrups. You'll raise your knees up. Uh, I like to say up to your chest, but again, that's just... A matter of thought because I don't think my knees go up to my chest anymore but <laughs> anyway the thought is that that's what you're trying to do is bring your knees up tuck under now leave your backside there and slowly put your heel your excuse me slowly put your feet back in your stirrups with your heels down and then slightly lift your chest boop just like that That is your proper seat. Now, because you're used to riding without a correct seat, you're going to find yourself scooting back or going back to the old way. You won't even notice it sometimes. So that's why you have to continue to check. You're continuing to check your seat. 
and then do it again. Take your feet out of the stirrups. Bring your knees up. Tuck yourself under and put your feet back in the stirrups without moving your backside and lift up your chest and there's your seat. Now, by finding your posture, your proper posture, you've got to square up your hips and your shoulders. So your shoulders and your hips are square. One isn't in front of the other, one isn't higher than the other. And then you're also squaring up your hips and your shoulders with the hips and the shoulders of the horse. Now, some of your horses um, stay in frame easier than others. I have one that likes to throw out a shoulder or throw out a hip. So I am constantly using my legs to square him back up so that he and I are square together. So posture, always checking your posture. Am I square? Am I square? And am I square with the horse? And then finding your balance. Now, I talked about this last week. No one likes this exercise, but it's so effective because Again, like I said, we have a false sense of security if we can hold onto the horse's mouth real tight with their bit real tight and hold onto the reins with a death grip or hold onto the saddle horn. And what's happened is, is we haven't ever correctly learned how to balance in the saddle. So when you take away the reins, from a rider who's never really found their balance. It is very scary. It feels like, oh my gosh. So this exercise, while extremely effective, has to be done with someone else. You you do need someone to help you. And so you have someone, you saddle up your horse and you have someone lead your horse around with just their halter on. You don't grab onto the reins, you don't grab onto the horns. Now, in the beginning, I like to tell my students to put their arms out to the side like you're balancing on a balance beam and just let the horse move walk 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 and feel what it feels like and start in your mind asking yourself am am I stiff in my hips am I relaxed am I moving with the rhythm of the horse or am I stiff and am I fighting it because what I want you to do is I want you to relax and ask yourself while you're in the middle of this exercise have I released my hips have I released my thighs am I gripping anywhere arms are out to the side you're remembering to breathe and then ask the person who's leading you turn the horse turn in a circle turn in a circle a small circle change directions other small circle pretty soon you will start to feel a little more confident you won't need to have your arms out to the side and so I I tell people now square up and pretend you're holding on to reins like in front of you relax your hands relax your shoulders Eventually, I want you to do this at a trot. And what happens is, as you learn to go with the rhythm of the horse. And I, like I said, I explained this a little last week, but I want you to begin to feel your horse, feel his steps. Um, and then get into rhythm with him. I, I, I used to ask people to close their eyes, but some people don't have good equilibrium. So I don't ask people to do that anymore, but actually walking along on your horse and closing your eyes for a minute and just feeling their rhythm of their walk is a very effective tool. If you feel like that closing your eyes would just make you worse, don't don't try that. 
one of those don't try this at home without without proper instructions. Uh, I'm just going to do a disclaimer right now. <laughs> because I have seen people uh, start to kind of sway off to the side. So keep your eyes open if you feel like you can. Close your eyes just a little bit. Just feel what it feels like. I want you to be your hips relaxed and moving with the rhythm of the horse. Now, once we grab onto the horn, like let's say the horse starts to trot off or do something that we didn't ask for, expect, or or maybe turns real quick. Our first instinct is we want to grab the horns or, or pull back on the reins. And what happens is we begin to go against the rhythm of the horse. If you ever watch the bronc riders in the rodeo, you will see that their bodies are like boneless chickens. They are completely relaxed until the eight seconds is up. Once that buzzer goes off, you'll see them grab on with the other hand. They, will ne- they are now going against the rhythm of the horse, and they're reaching for the pickup rider to come get them off. It's really, really obvious, and you can see the change in their bodies from when they're going with that horse or, or bull, and they're bronc- bronking, bronking, bronking. They are, their body is as loose as it can be. It is flopping all over like a rag doll. And once that that bell goes off, boom, they reach with the other hand. They unstrap their hand from the rope and boom, off they go. Because why would anyone want to stay on longer than eight seconds? I mean, has anybody ever tried it? One or two seconds? My, my goal in life is not to saddle bronc ride. So I just, I, but I watched this and I could see this was tremendously obvious that their bodies are so relaxed while during the eight seconds while they're bronking. And when it's over, boom, you can see them go against the rhythm of the horse. You see them reach for the pickup rider and boom, they're off. And it is, it is, um, is exactly the analogy that I would like you to think of when your horse is doing something. Maybe he does, maybe he's crow hopping. Maybe he turned real quick and dipped his shoulder and you don't feel like you can stay on. If you are relaxed in that saddle, you'll stay with him. But the minute you tense up is when the horse moves and your body will stay still. He'll go boom off to the left maybe and you'll go boom straight on the ground. And it's effective, especially with cow horses, because they're trained to really dip their shoulder and turn, and turn on a dime uh, when they're working cattle. And how are the riders going to stay on if they don't learn how to really relax and release that body and stay in that saddle and go with the rhythm of the horse? So I can't emphasize enough how important having the proper mindset is. You know, when I was in fear and I would take a lesson or go on a trail ride with friends, all I did was pray, hope, and wish that I would be safe that day. Like, okay, today I don't want to die. Today I, I want to live. I want to live to see another day. So I would... 
And, and for, for those of you who know and you've been through this, you know you can't wish it away, hope it away, or even pray it away. I mean, it's always a good idea to get in the saddle and pray for safety. I do it every time. But without knowledge, you're not going to feel in control. And when you're out of control, you feel like you could very much get hurt. You could die. And so how do we have control? We have to have control by learning properly. Well, how do we learn properly if we're so afraid? We have to think about something else other than being afraid, which is where my method comes in. So, I mean, even if I had a good trail ride and nothing happened, even if I had a good lesson and I didn't get scared, maybe I didn't retain much, but I was still, when I got off the, the sat, got out of the saddle and got off the horse that day, I was still worried about tomorrow's ride. Well, today I didn't die, but I might die tomorrow. I mean, how, how is that a fun way to, you know, enjoy your horses? It's not at all. It's not at all. And so even if I was, if things went well, I couldn't be happy about it. All I worried about was, you know, tomorrow, what could happen tomorrow or next week's lesson or next trail ride. You know, I remember my husband saying, how was your ride today? Well, it was good, but he spooked. Well, I want to say to you, horses are going to spook. And so dwelling on the negative never got me past the emotional negativity that my mind was stuck in when I was trying to, uh, to ride. So, I mean, let's, let's get back to how to relax in the saddle. Okay. So, so how do we do that? I use what I call the mental checklist. And even, even today I am still constantly asking myself, am I balanced? Am I squared up with the horse? Do I have my correct seat? Are my heels down? Are my legs relaxed? Am I putting too much pressure in my stirrups? Uh, Some people even brace. I've actually seen people that straighten their knees in the stirrups. It's like they're bracing. And like I said last week, that causes actual a lot of soreness and pain in your knees. Um, I ask myself, am I, am I tight or stiff or, or are my muscles relaxed? So if you're thinking about all this stuff, you, you don't have time to be scared. And, and, and once many of these things become mes- muscle memory, and they will, I guarantee they will with lots of practice, you begin to see... And be able to check and feel if your body is truly relaxed. So in the beginning, yes, there's a lot to think about. But, but that's sort of a good thing because we're trying to keep our mind off of fear. So we're thinking in the saddle mentally about what we should be doing instead of emotionally thinking about what we're afraid of. So actually, like I said, it sounds like a lot to think about, but actually it's good because... You start to see and, and be able to check if your body is tru- truly relaxed. Now, let me give you an example because to this day, I still do this, especially if I'm riding a horse that I don't know. I think it's sometimes um, 
I think it's sort of sometimes normal to be a little stiffer or a, a little less relaxed on a horse you don't know. So what I do as I go through, I start at my toes and I literally go through like this mental checklist. I'll, I'll say like, are my heels down? Are my feet relaxed? Am I pressing on the stirrups? Are my ankles relaxed? Are my calves relaxed? Sometimes we grip with our calves. Are my knees relaxed? Because sometimes we grip with our knees. Are my thighs relaxed? Sometimes we don't even realize we're gripping with our thighs. And then how about my butt? Is my butt relaxed? Is my butt all tensed up? Or do I need to relax that? How about my hips? Are my hips going with the rhythm of the horse or am I slap slap slapping down on the back of the horse at a canter because I haven't released my hips and relaxed my hips and then I go is my stomach relaxed are my arms relaxed is my chest relaxed and then I go down to my hands my fingers are are my shoulders relaxed is my neck relaxed am I tense am I looking where I'm going And when you have this much to think about, it's just amazing because the negative emotions begin to disappear and then your skill level begins to rise. And you'll start to see that things that used to scare you before, now, not so much. And it's absolutely a fabulous feeling. The feeling of knowing that you're going through this mental checklist, you know you're going to be okay, while you're trying to un, let's see, what would the, what would be, how, how would I explain this? While you're trying to unlearn or stop a bad habit of actually thinking about being fearful, thinking emotionally, what if this happens, what if that happens, it turns into a really good feeling of wow, I wasn't even thinking about being scared today because I had so many other things on my mind that I had to do first. This is why I said last week, you have to be willing to accept the responsibility that you weren't as good of a writer as you thought. You skipped a lot of steps, therefore there are a lot of holes in your training. When that happens, we have to let our ego go. It's not easy. But we have to let our ego go and say, you know what, if I'm ever going to become good at this, am I ever going to overcome this? I have to be willing to go back to basics, uh, stop going on the two or four hour trail rides with my friends, at least in the beginning, and start honing my skills. Otherwise, how am I going to be safe? I think I mentioned last week, you know, people say to me, well, I'm just a trail rider. Hey, Hey, let me tell you something about being just a trail rider. There's a lot of unknown out there. That is a Uh, an environment that is not controlled. And a lot of things can happen. Things can fly up, a bird can fly up, there can be a dog rushes the fence, there can be another horse that balks at at a water crossing, backs into your horse. So many things can happen because it's not a controlled environment. So I'm saying, I'm thinking you should be a pretty good rider if you, if you want to be out on trail. And I've had people tell me that, you know, oh, before my, I get excited about going on a trail ride. And then before, the night before, I start worrying about it. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I can't even sleep at night. I'm worried so much about the trail ride. And I'm like, well, well, tell me about your trail ride. 
Well, usually four or five of us go out. Well, how long? Oh, two, three, four hours. And I'm saying, well, you're not ready for that. I know you want to be. We all want to be, but there's no way to hurry this. So I say, get back in the arena, get back in the round pen and start honing your skills so that when you're out on the trail, you have practiced this stuff so much that when, not if, but when something goes wrong, you don't go into panic mode, go into the fetal position and freak out and 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 start doing everything wrong you still have your wits about you because muscle memory kicks in you've practiced it so much and that's that's what we have to do break it down go back to basics begin by practicing using these small non-threatening exercises you will see a huge mental improvement and and a huge emotional release it's going to take time, but it is going to happen. See, that's the one thing about fear. It doesn't just go away over at night. It melts away slowly. And what you start to notice is that, wow, if that had happened to me before, that would have really scared me, but it didn't scare me this time. And that's when you start to see improvement. And that's, you know, the process that I talk about. So if you are thinking about what you should be doing correctly, you don't have to think, you don't have time to think about being fearful. You don't have time to think, oh my gosh, what if this happens or what if that happens? So I, I hope that you will take this time to do these three small basic things, which is find your seat, your proper seat. Find your proper posture. And find your balance. Those three things, along with your mental checklist, will make a huge improvement. And and that's what we're looking for. Everybody says, well, how do you start? Heidi, where do you start? How do you, how do you start this? I've had people walk up to me and said, so you help people get over fear. So how do you do it? Well, in a nutshell, are you willing to admit that what you've been doing isn't working? I think... What is it, Dr. Phil, that says, how's that working for you? We get in the saddle, we do the same thing every time, and expect change. And that can't be. It's almost like starting an exercise program. It's going to be drudgery at first. It's going to be hard at first. It's going to be uncomfortable. You might be sore. You might not like it. But again, you have to have a plan. You have to start with a plan. I I said last week, how many of you go out to the barn and you actually have a plan? I'm going to work on X, Y, Z today. Most people don't. Most people go out to the barn and say, well, I hope I don't die today. And that's no way to enjoy horses. So if I can convince you to set your ego aside and say, what I've been doing hasn't worked, I got to figure out how to relax in the saddle. I got to figure out how to become better at this and, and then start slowly just with these three things and work on it every day. Here's the other problem. 
especially with recreational riders. I always say, I see people like go out once a week and then expect to see change. And I'm saying, "Mm, not so much. It's not going to work that way. You have to be willing to put in more time than that. I tell people get out there every day, even if it's only 15 minutes. But I realize sometimes that's not possible. So a minimum of three times a week, even if you only have 15 minutes, more if you can, just working on these things, these, these three simple exercises, going through that mental checklist, breathing, you know, uh, um, I remember I used to hold my breath when I would canter. I mean, I, that's got to be, that's got to make your whole body really, really stiff. And so imagine what the horse feels, you know that there's this person who's a total wreck on their back. No wonder he would always stop. When he was when Chief was young and I was learning to canter, he 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 was kind of all what do they call it, you know, he was all elbows and buttholes. He was just, you know, he wasn't straight, he was throwing out of shoulders, throwing out of hip, you know, he was young. He had to be taught how to frame himself up and 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 so I would ask him to to canter and I would be holding my breath, this stiff, fearful mess, he would take a couple steps and stop. And I would go, well, why doesn't he keep going? And the trainer would say, well, just keep kicking him. Didn't matter. Didn't matter. Because I was this ball of emotional baggage on his back. And he didn't want anything to do with that, especially being that he was a young horse. And so... A lot of this is awareness. The first step to change is becoming aware. What I want you to become aware of is what's going right and what's going wrong. Because next week, we're going to talk about awareness in much more detail. And I hope that you will take this time this week to really start to be aware, to concentrate on these three things, to practice more. So I hope you will turn tune in next week again, because I want to go into more detail about awareness. So until then, I just want to thank you for listening. I am your host, Heidi McLaughlin. And I'm happy that you were here with me today. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Fearless Rider with Heidi McLaughlin. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and please rate us and give a review. For more information, go to fearlessrider.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.